host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 67. And I don't believe that I have talked about this on Foundation Friday yet. Uh, but if I have, I apologize, but I went through the whole catalog and I didn't see it. So today we're going to talk about timeout philosophy. And I think this is one of those things that you think about in your off season. How are you going to manage timeouts? How are you going to use them when you get into your season? Uh, you take a look at your own team and you kind of have a philosophy of basically if your team is... Uh, going to be pretty good. You feel like you're going to be pretty good. You feel like you're going to be uh, have a good run at it. Then I think you use your timeouts differently than you would if you have a team that is trying to grow or trying to learn how to win. Um, I think you think about your timeout philosophy before you go into every game. For example, if you're playing a team that puts a lot of pressure on you and is going to try and force some turnovers early and you know that's coming, then you might want to think about changing that base philosophy into, well, I might have to burn a timeout or two earlier than what I would like just to keep my team on track here until we get into a rhythm. So I think that this is something that you that you think about and and you try to really study it as much as you can. Like one of the things I really don't like doing personally is... Uh, you, you hit a shot in the middle of the second quarter and you call a timeout to make some sort of coaching adjustment. To me, that timeout is worth a heck of a lot more than let's, if there's some adjustment I need to make, let's wait till the next dead ball. Let's get it adjusted in five or 10 seconds and we'll make it and we'll use the next dead ball and we'll just try to get our way through until the next dead ball before we make that adjustment. That's just me. You only get five of them a game. You only get five opportunities to dictate when the ball is going to be dead. And I think they're just too valuable to give up. For me, I want to keep timeouts as long as I possibly can. Um, I would love to go into the fourth quarter with four timeouts. I would love to go into the uh, last four minutes with at least, at least, three, and preferably four. I don't mind burning one early in the game, but I also hate having to burn timeouts and especially multiple timeouts in the first three quarters of the game. I really don't like personally having to burn timeouts early in the game or calling the first timeout of the game. Um, I think it's really important that you know what you're going to say in timeouts, that you have thought it through on how you're going to address your team in timeouts. You keep it short. You keep it concise. You keep it to one at the most two things that you want to do on offense and one, maybe two things on defense. And probably within that 30 or 60 seconds, you can get two valid points across that your kids are going to remember. So you have to really think it through what and how you're going to use your communication skills to get that information to your players as efficiently as possible. Especially, let's say you're calling a timeout because the other team is on an 8-0 run. They're coming over to that timeout. Just they're, they're probably not going to be feeling very good about themselves. They understand why you called that timeout. And 
So you've got to know exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it because you've only got 60 seconds at the most to pick them back up. And I think that's very, very important. A thing that we practice is something called running timeouts. Uh, We like to bring kids over. We like to work on bringing our kids over for uh, five or 10 second quick timeouts during the flow of the game. And if we need to say something, hey, especially let's say we're in a situation where we're shooting two free throws. Hey, everybody but Mary over here, we need to talk about, you know, come over here. And you hit it short and you hit it sweet in 10 10 seconds or so. And then you get them back out there to get them set up for the second free throw. Um, I think it's really important that you practice timeouts in practice. You practice so many other things in practice. Practice your timeout usage while you are in practice. We work on organizing how we're going to stand for a 30-second timeout. We work on how we're going to sit for a 60-second timeout. Because I want to have in front of me, and this is the way I look at it, if I'm looking at the bench, I want my one to my left then two, three, four, five, or however we're lined up there. I don't want to be looking around. Okay, so who's in the game? Where are we at? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? I want to make sure that we're as organized as we possibly can be. So timeout organization and being efficient with that timeout organization and practicing that timeout organization is actually going to save you when you get into those high-pressure situations. Your players know what to expect when you call that timeout, where they're supposed to be at, and so that it makes it easier for you to communicate to your players. Let's say you're going to run America 3, and you want to be able to run it for Jimmy. Well, if you know Jimmy's the two, you want Jimmy here. Hey, look, I can find Jimmy right away. And even if you save a second, two seconds, that's two more seconds that you get to address other issues within your huddle. So I encourage you coaches to practice your timeout organization, to emphasize it because you're going to need it. You don't want to have to make those pressure decisions during the pressure situations. You want those decisions taken care of before you get into those pressure situations. And one of those ways that you can help your team and help yourself and help bring a sense of calm into your team, whether it's an end-of-game situation or the other team's on a run or you're coming out of a quarter break and it's your ball, you can help your team calm themselves down. And it's one less thing for them to think about by finding a place where they're supposed to be at and organizing those timeouts. Also, I think it's important that you talk to your assistant coaches about their roles within timeouts and what we need from them. You know, it might be good to say, hey, uh, Coach Smith, I always want you on my left side here, so if I need to ask you a question, I know where you're at, and I can turn to my left and say, hey, you know, how many timeouts do we have? Are they, how close are they to the bonus? How close are we to the bonus? Uh, who, who do we have on our list to, fi- uh, to foul tonight? You know, all of those little things, those details, they're not little things, they're all things. These are details. These are all details that you can control within the game that will help you accomplish your goal or put you in the best position possible to accomplish your goal at the end of games and during runs by the other team. So timeout philosophy and timeout organization. I also think one last thing. I also think it's important that you share with your players your timeout philosophy. You're going to have kids that are taught different things. 
Um, there's a loose ball, a kid gets it, and they burn a timeout to keep that loose ball three minutes into the game. Take the ball, we'll reset our defense, or we'll take it out of bounds, but I want that timeout. Again, I only get five opportunities to stop the flow of the game whenever I would like to stop the flow of the game, so it's important that you explain your philosophy to your players as well. So, timeout philosophy, timeout organization. This has been Foundation Friday number 67. Uh, If you're listening, again, please like, rate, review. Give us five stars on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at appendantandnapkin at gmail.com. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day 